All right, I'm upstairs in the Camden Underworld, one of the the legendary venues where I've seen loads and loads of great bands before, and I love, obviously, love live music, and that is why I'm delighted to be joined by one of, for my money, one of the great frontmen in the history of hardcore ever. And you're looking a little bit surprised well, at that, Freddie. Freddie Madball, <laughs> you looked a little bit surprised. Yeah, you, you, thank you. You are that, man. You are, for sure. I really appreciate it. Thanks for the kind words. Well, that's, Very nice of you. That's absolutely my pleasure. I mean, that's what we're going to kind of talk about today. Okay. Um, you know, as, as a man who's been on many a stage over many, many years, you know, you are someone who is qualified to talk about what it is who makes a great kind of live performer. Um, just as a kind of, as an idea, what, what do you think makes a kind of great front person? I mean, you know, for everyone, it's like a matter of preference. You know, I think not everyone likes to see or not everyone has to see someone necessarily thrashing around. Mm. Some people don't mind people just sitting there with a guitar and, and, and drinking a whiskey and singing. And, 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 and there's a time and place for everything, I think. So yeah. um, I guess from being from the world that I come from, I'm partial to people that are a little bit more like, uh, I guess, energy based, mm. you know, like people that I can just look at them and tell that they're like feeling the music that yeah. it's like coming through their body and they're projecting it onto the people, you know? Yeah. So, but I, I love all, uh, sorts of, 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 of front people. I mean, it, it's really, really hard to narrow it down. Like we spoke about yeah. just five, just five. Yeah. I like so many different genres of music and different personalities and different front people for different reasons. Mm. Well, I'm sure we'll get into all that. Yeah. I mean, your first pick, actually, I was going to say one of the kind of things, it's unbelievably eclectic a list. Like when I got it, I was like, wow, that's, that's <laughs> a little bit of everything. But I think if they have something that they all have in common, I think yeah. one is energy. Yes. Lots and lots of energy, like you mentioned before. Great. And two is kind of a very defined personality. Like a, it's very, very personal. Each one of these people, when they go on stage, they might have been ripped off or they might have been copied by a lot of people, but they've kind of invented their They're own the little thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, Very good observation, by the way. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, I thought that was really cool. So I think we should kick off with your number five pick, which... It's Bob Marley. Yeah. So um, I have to kind of embarrassingly admit that it's only been the last sort of five or six years that I've really known much about Bob Marley. I mean, I knew the music sure. a fair bit, sure. but Bob Marley, the man, I think a documentary came out. I don't know if you've seen yes, the documentary. Yes, it did. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yes. Which is just... Fantastic. I, yeah, yeah, I felt embarrassed to be like, I didn't realize how oh, yeah. amazing he made a big here. Being. England was a big place yeah. for him, a big stepping stone for him. Yeah. In London in particular. Yeah. And I mean, Bob Marley as a man, as a kind of cultural icon... Um, is the incredible I mean in your words like you know go for it what, what is it that made Bob Marley so special to you well I, I, I came across Bob Marley very early on actually through my brother Rudy um, I discovered a Bob Marley tape and um, I, yeah just I was really drawn to it mm. and then he used to listen to Bob Marley all the time and then I you know, as a kid, you just, you, you pick up on what your older siblings are doing. And I just, but I didn't really ask him for permission. I just sort of went on my own. Yeah. Like I did a lot and would just kind of check it out on my own. And I immediately was drawn to the music. 
I mean, it's obviously catchy, but mm. it's very soulful, very heartfelt. Mm -hmm. You can just really, really feel something when you're hearing him sing, and like, it's incredible. And my uh, uh, respect for him only grew more and more over the years when I started to watch like live performances. Obviously, he's before my time. Yeah. Um, so, but uh, so I I would have never really gotten a chance to see him live, but. Um, yeah, just watching videos of him and just like, uh, yeah, the impact he makes on people. He's just a presence. Mm. He's, he's, uh, he's one of those like almost demigod kind of type of figures up yeah. on stage. It's like, he's something else. He feels the music again, comes back to that reggae, be it reggae, be it rock, be it whatever it is. Yeah. It's going through him. You see him now, those, those clips of him where he literally looks like he's having. You know, he's you see possessed. Those, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, you know, you have those like those videos of people at those religious ceremonies and they're talking in tongues and stuff. And you watch Bob Marley playing, and it's like he's a conductor for this music yeah. that just comes out of him. And you see that he in is. every <laughs> single clip of him performing live. It's almost like, I mean, we'll talk about different sized stages sure. and how to like command different size stages as we yeah. go through this yeah. but bob marley is one of those people where and maybe unlike some of the other people on this list where you just go i don't think it would have mattered if there was nobody in the room that still would have he would have he's done a that. beast he didn't even have to work the stage that much i mean but he does i mean he feels the music and he moves to it mm. and vibes to it but he, it, it, all eyes are going to be on him mm. and his music is incredible yeah um, and I really started to go even backwards from like the stuff that everyone knows that's popular to everyone in the world, you know, the legend material. Yeah. I started to go to stuff uh, prior to that and like early stuff. And it's just, it, it, it got even better for me personally. Yeah. So yeah, he's just one of my favorite musicians of all time. And then as a front person, undeniably incredible do you think he gets kind of because i think the thing with bob marley is what, what i learned particularly from watching that documentary that we were talking about the thing about bob marley is everybody now it seems to be painted as bob marley is this it let's get together and be all right this kind of happy smiling mm. dreadlocked like rasta summertime you know joint smoking dude but he was a revolutionary exactly. and he was uh you know a man who was fighting for freedom who had a very very strong political ideology and that seems to have been, you know, not lost, but kind of tapered down a little bit. You know he what I mean? He had an advanced view of the world. <laughs> he really yeah. did. Like, it's like you said, people, oh, everything's, you know, he, people think of these songs, but his, he's one of the best lyricists. Mm. He's, his lyrics are super deep and like, they're very, very, uh, intuitive man they're like it's crazy the mm. stuff he talks about back then and if you look at the way the world is now it's it's incredible do you think he's got a big and i wasn't really that surprised that you picked bob marley because i look at kind of new york hardcore and that kind of the meld of kind of positivity and unity yeah and yeah. kind of like righteous anger right and i think bob marley's a really good summation of those two things and i can see how he would be an influence on you know, Cro-Mags or yourself or, sure. do you know what I mean? Do you, do you think like Bob Marley was a, in that community? Do you think he's a... I think it's like split, you know? Mm. I think there's some of us that are like of that school and yep. then there's other people that maybe wouldn't hold them in as high regard as I do. 
Yeah. But that's just a preference thing. Again, mm. I'm from a slightly different school. You know, some people are like more strictly punk rock and rock based or whatever it is. Mm. But I just happened to be a kid who was into so many different genres and so many different styles of music. I grew up with such an eclectic, uh, just in my household, there was just so many different styles, just from my parents to my different, you know, my siblings, my sister, my brother, and then of course my brother Roger with the hardcore and yeah. the heavier stuff. So I was fortunate to have all these things to choose from. Mm. And I just gravitated towards like, I mean, I don't think Bob Marley means as much to my brother Roger as he does to me. Not that Roger doesn't respect Bob Marley as a front yeah. person, but I think it's just a different, it's a, it's a preference thing. I mm. think. But I agree with you as far as like trying to find a positive outcome through all this negativity. Yeah. There is definitely a connection there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but Marley so. like made, like when people say musicians can't change anything, and you look, uh, so Bob Marley kind He's of famously, yeah, he famously, <laughs> you know, got two kind of warring political party leaders yep, on Jamaica, stage yep. in Jamaica on stage to shake hands with each other in front of yep. people. I mean, that is... Even if it was short-lived. Yeah. I mean, that <laughs> is genuine kind of social change that he, he, was, he was actually that man making through his music. wielded some incredible power. Mm. Just... Yeah, it's, 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 he's an impressive figure. Yeah, so that's a good pick. That's your number five. Um, I mean, and you know, it's hard to say he's five. He's yeah, just yeah, in I that, know. He's just in that mix. We don't have to be he, too, yeah, like, to be I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to hammer you five. down on that. Yeah, it yeah. might be one. I don't know. It yeah. depends what, what, how I feel that day. Yeah, okay. Well, then let's, let's actually, let's screw the numbers in. Let's yeah. uh, just turn it on but to the next there. one. Yeah. But he's for sure. He's so your next pick, again, I'm not sure people would have expected this from you either as a kind of like a hardcore dude. Yeah. This is another fantastic pick, I think. And... Um, and I, I will find the through line from kind of this person to you, I think, because I think it's definitely there. Tina Turner. Yeah. Talk to me about Tina Turner, because I grew up loving Tina Turner. Well, this she's incredible. Yeah. I mean, across the board, just everything that she's been through, the adversity and, mm. and, and uh, I mean, besides the hits that everyone knows, I mean, she was obviously a massive star, especially at one point in the 80s. She was like, but... Even prior to that, like if you watch her performing in like the 60s with like Ike Turner and that whole, it, it's like you feel her pain. Mm. When she's performing, whatever she's going through behind the scenes that not everyone knew about at that point maybe, yeah, you feel it, you see it. If you go back knowing what you know now and you go back and you watch that, she, you can like feel the anger, feel like the hurt, everything. It's incredible. She's yeah. an incredible performer. What's the an incredible vocalist, her raspy voice. Yeah. That's also a factor, you know, like everyone has a preference. People like clean vocals. People mm. like I'm partial to like raspier kind of vocals only be, you know, I guess maybe because I'm from this world where it's just yeah. You know, shredding your 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 throat, but <laughs> Have you seen Tommy? The movie Tommy, the, the Who movie that she, I she's in. Yeah. So you need like that is one yeah. of the, the. She turns up as like a devil, female devil character in that, and this okay. is like mid seventies, and she just screams the place down. Oh yeah, with her and Roger Daltrey screams and the Roger place. Roger Daltrey, down. by the way, is a great. Yeah, man. who's a fantastic. He could have been man. on yeah, you know yeah, yeah. a top ten sure. list. And 
she just turns up in this red dress looking incredible in the mid 70s screams the place down got this manic expression and yeah. i remember being like a kid seeing that cause my dad's this is that movie to, this is the the, the, Tommy, the, yeah, the movie yeah, yeah, yeah i know yeah. the movie i know it yeah for yeah. some reason i just really i can't recall watching it yeah yeah it's up and down that film yeah. i've got to be honest but like because yeah. the who my fa- my dad's favorite band oh, the who's great i love yeah, the yeah yeah and um i was used to seeing tina turner kind of in the 80s like growing up as a kid in the 80s i was like oh you know what's love got to Same do with here. it and you know simply the best and then i watched that film and, and she turns up and i was like she's fucking hell she's like screaming and roaring and just like all out like and then you go back and watch that stuff and i think particularly compa- in comparison with I don't, you know, the, the Diana Rosses or some of the female soul singers who are very, you know, it's doo-wop and it's lo- about looking pretty and it's yeah. about looking petite. And she then Tina Turner's rougher. got like sweat down her face and her hair's like That's plastered exactly over what the I side mean. of her. And There's a little like, more pain there. Yeah, so, Or at least sure. it's coming out a little, a little more. Yeah. So that's um, something that obviously would appeal to that. Again, that, that kind of honesty and bringing your personal life and putting it on stage for everyone to see. That's something which, you know, you, you, you're obviously a fan of. She was just... Across the board, great voice, great tone. Uh, really, you can really very believable in her performance. Like it wasn't like no, this girl, this she, this lady's like means business. Mm. And again, one of those things where like like yourself, I grew up in the eighties with all the big hits. Yeah. But then when you start to rewind and go back to the stuff that predates us. It's even more incredible, mm. and to watch her perform is like, oh my god, she was a beast. Yeah, and compared to other female in that time period, she was like, no one can hang with her. Yeah, she was a monster. Yeah, she sounded great and was like pissed off. You know, it was, it, it was she's she's great. She's a and I think she's sometimes overlooked. Yeah, like I've seen like top twenty five female vocalists of all time, blah blah blah, and I've not seen her on that list, and I've been like. Someone's not doing their homework here. <laughs> yeah, you know? for sure. And there's great, you know, there's other great vocal. I love Stevie Nicks' voice. I love, but live-wise, she doesn't really exude that same sort of thing, energy. Yeah. You know, like she could have made my list as far as like voice and lyrical content. And like, I love Fleetwood Mac. I love Stevie Nicks. She's great. Yeah. But she doesn't quite bring it like... Tina Turner brought it, you know, and then there's many other, I, I love many female vocalists. You mm. know. Uh, have you ever got a chance to see Tina Turner live? Because obviously that's someone I you never would've... did. Okay, yes. Yeah. Even, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you still might. I mean, I know <laughs> that's she's, what I'm saying. That's like, you know, she's, 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 one of, she's one of those people. Gonna, I mean, we'll, I yeah. think we'll talk about a couple of people yeah. who basically performed till they dropped, that's you right. know, like who that's just, right. and that's, I mean, I imagine. Is that how you see yourself? I mean, because I watch, I mean, I've seen you guys over many, many, many oh, years, man. many, many times. And there's, I, I say it about <laughs> a lot of that school of bands, and we're going to be talking about kind of New York hardcore more in a minute. I mean, I don't know what they put in the water over there or what was going ah. on with CBGB's where you guys just don't seem to yeah. slow down at any point. But <laughs> Tina Turner and, you know, some of the other people you're talking about, they just, they went and went and went. Is that how you kind of envisage your own life? I really don't know what's, what, what. <laughs> how it's going to all play out in the end personally <laughs> speaking but that's another thing about like people like Tina Turner's the longevity you know mm. it's like she was a uh, made her her mark in like the 60s or whatever let's say right probably was doing it before that whatever but the 60s was a big time period but then 
think of that explosion in the 80s so the longevity yeah if you think about when she started to like where she was already like an older woman mm. in the 80s and that's when she probably had the most success of her whole career mm. so i respect that as well the longevity aspect and yeah some of us are fortunate enough that we have that going for us currently um we'll just take see see where it goes we're 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 on a ride and we'll see where it takes us Our, we still feel young we still feel fit and i think that anyone from our scene doing what we do probably tell you the same thing you know they feel good still they still have uh they're still healthy enough to um the minute i can't put as far as madball goes the minute yeah. i can't put it out the way i think madball should be represented is the minute i'll stop doing it mm. Because I won't do that to the, the name. Yeah. Do you wake up feeling a bit like Sora these days, or? Oh my right? god! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh yeah. I mean, I do just yeah. from going. I do for about a week yeah. after watching you guys once a year or something like so. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how you do it every night. Yeah. No, I, I feel it, man. You know, and, and some days I feel fine. Yeah. Some days I wake up and I feel just fine. Hmm. But some days I wake up and if, I've really uh put it out there and like it was one of those ones where it was just like which most of the time it is i mean we really we don't we're not messing around we're out here we we leave everything on the stage yeah of course it, it, that's what we're here for yeah you know we, we leave our families and, and 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 we take time away from in my opinion what's the most important thing in the world to us which is our kids our family so if we're going to be doing that we better be doing right by them and by the band you know so yeah. it's like every night counts it's mm. not like some nights we go oh we're going to go easy today we're going to mm. go soft today mm. but some days you just hurt more than others yeah of course that's just that's just what it is so some um, days you drink more than others <laughs> And maybe there is a connection. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Is that gonna, I mean, you're sipping that When you beer. have a tour manager who drinks as much as my tour manager, it's a very big peer pressure. He's doing right with that beer. He's doing right with that beer. I mean, he's only had like... We won't go into who enables We've had a beer. Everyone. Lots of peer pressure. Lots of peer mm. pressure. Beer so, pressure. <laughs> Lots of pressure. It's a municipal waste song. Um, so... Speaking of New York hardcore, and we were, so we might as well move on to your next sure. sort of joint pick. Yeah. Um, although I don't really know if one of them counts. Well, you've, you've got, you've picked Roger. Have to. Have to. And you've given him a joint pick with HR from Bad Brains. Um, now, uh, Bad Brains. If I'm like, going to pick one or the other, I'm going to pick my brother, mind you. <laughs> you can have both. Absolutely, you can definitely. But if I can have both, you can definitely I have, have both. to mention HR because yeah. it's, it's important. Now, um, uh, this is a, like a rough thing for me to talk about. So I've only seen Bad Brains once in my life. It was about 10 years ago. Right. And... It sucked. It really did. Yeah. And yeah. HR was bad. He was really bad. Well, that's why I think he always... Yeah, he sort of did himself in mm. with the later part. Like, he doesn't have the longevity part that everyone else has. Yeah. Like, my brother is... 50 something years old and still putting his heart and soul into every performance he does out there right now yeah he you know whatever ailments he had a recent shoulder thing and i mean he's putting he's putting his every and that i guess that's a school i come from i learned from them yeah so that's why we are the way we are and that's a school 
to be quite honest with you, that sick of it all comes from because mm-hmm. they also learned from bands like Agnostic Front. So yeah. it's kind of like that, like just tough it out. This is not. This is not like. Uh, this is not opera. This is not lounge music. This is what we do. So just like tough it out. Let's go. Well, I, I saw Agnostic Front uh, two years ago at the at the forum, playing the. Persist, is it the Persistence Tour or the? Because you guys did it. Persistence, yeah. Yeah, this, yeah. last year. Yeah. Um, well, this year, I should They've say. They've done it last year. So yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. So they played it last year with suicide, again with Suicide Tendencies. And then you got, Another great, you got another Mike Muir coming on. and Mike Muir's great. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, some younger bands on that bill, and it kind of ended with Agnostic Front and Suicide Tendencies. And it was like, you just put some of these younger bands, seriously put them to shame. Like, <laughs> it's. Uh, it's a it's an amazing thing to watch and sick of it all doing it this year with the, with Napalm Death and again I get the feeling I'm going to go along and see Barney and Lou and they're going to do the same yeah. thing. What is it about that generation? Like apart from what you just said, like it's just what we do. Yeah, it's How? Just, like I don't know. Well, it's also I think how you take care of yourself and how you preserve yourself to a mm-hmm. degree. Um, but yeah, it's also that tenacity, that thing of like just being like, hey, I've committed so much of myself and my life to this music. Mm. Like I'm so invested in this, like I'm not gonna like half-ass it. Like I'm gonna do this wholeheartedly because this is essentially my life, you know? Like for some of these people that you're talking about, this is not only a passion of theirs, but this is also their livelihood. Mm. And we're at the bottom of the barrel of the music world. We're like the working class like of the music world. So it's like you're fighting, literally fighting for every little penny and fighting for people to, 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 to take notice. Yeah, sure. And But maybe that's what also gives you that extra little edge to be like, mm. I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you notice me. Yeah. I'm gonna make you notice me, you know? I'm wondering, as someone who, so my kind of introduction to hardcore was, I saw Sick of It All in 1997. Mm-hmm. I saw Agnostic Front about a year later. Mm. Uh, I saw you guys in the middle of those two things, I think, for the first time. By that point, by the time I'd seen Agnostic Front, I was like, this is the shit, right? And they that them. was the mid-90s. Yeah. Now, you would have been around seeing shows in New York when the, this stuff was kicking off, right? Yeah. Presumably. 80s, early 80s, yeah. I cannot believe that I can picture in my head just how exciting it was when those bands were first starting out because I was obviously seeing them 10 years, 10, 12 years down the line. Right. Um, or a deck in your case, like a decade down better. the line. I can guarantee you that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. I was going to say like, because, you know, I know people who saw Metallica on the Master of Puppets tour and they go, oh, well, it's never been the same since. And maybe blah, from blah, Metallica, blah. But maybe because they just had <laughs> a tremendous amount of success and then <laughs> yeah, just yeah. kind of got too comfortable. I don't know. But I feel like for a lot of hardcore bands, they got better. Uh, the only one that happened in that, where it happened in the reverse was Bad Brains, I guess. Mm. <laughs> And that's not to do with any of the other guys in the band. Uh, all respect to those guys, but it's really strictly to do with HR. He just he just lost his mind. We should talk about HR a little bit, shouldn't we? Yeah, but but yeah, a lot of the other guys. If you really think about, like, technically, they definitely got better mm. as musicians. But even just performing wise, he got come. Okay, where you where you where you can say it's really just up to the individual. But like, there was more of like the raw unknown aspect mm. because it was all new and fresh and so it was just like 
crazy and chaotic and unorganized and wild, okay, you won't be able to duplicate that every single time around. Mm. But as far as like an actual performance goes, I think a lot of bands got better. Like I'm sure sick of it all to tell you like their early shows, they probably sucked. I know for us, I'm like, man, Art, we sucked. <laughs> we sucked bad. Yeah. I'm like, if you're seeing us now, you're getting the best version of us that you've ever gotten. It, you might not be able to recreate CBGB's moments, but you're getting a better version of us on stage. Mm. How exciting. What, what were those shows like then? Like the chaos? Because I mean, I've read stories and I'm a bit of a fucking romanticizer. Yeah, about no, that and, and, that's, and, 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 and you should be. Yeah. And you should be. But you also are here now today. Yeah. Part of what's happening right now. Mm. You're not a romanticizer and then going, oh, but that's so I'm, I'm done with it now. Because I just, I think that that was an interesting part, but I'm not really curious about what's going on now that that's that's the wrong way to look at it i think but yeah no it's good to romanticize and to and to be you know uh to go back dig back and 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 and, and all those things it's 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 what you should do mm. um i my perspective was from the eyes of a little boy so yeah. it's like uh it's all sort of hazy if i'm being really honest uh, i couldn't give you like super clear 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 pictures of, of of what i remember but i do remember liking it a lot mm. and feeling very good mm. about what it was and it was chaos and i was all i was i was all in <laughs> and and one of the first shows was actually a bad brain show right and and my brother roger reminds me of that because i did an interview once where i said i saw them in the 80s and i mean the mid 80s which was like 86 87 at the old Ritz with Steve Martin, the old guitarist for Agnostic Front, which was true. And I was like blown away. But my brother's like, don't you remember I brought you to see the Bad Brains at Great Gildersleeves in like 83? Wow. And I was like, oh yeah, that was that band. And he had to remind me that I had seen them prior to that and was blown away that time as well. And that was really like raw, mm. Bad Brains. 82, 83... Great Gildersleeves or one of these kind of one of these old New York clubs. So the clips of that period of Bad Brains. Yeah. Are, I mean, if people are listening and you've heard Bad Brains music and you maybe have seen some of the latter period, maybe if you're like me and you went to see them and you've not seen the, like those clips of early Bad Brains shows with HR, just wild, wild, the, like untamed, uncontrollable fucking terrifying like even watching it on telly yeah. you kind of have to it's sit awesome. back in your chair a little bit incredible he, he incredible. gets possessed he's got that part down he yeah. really became the music mm. um and and the message and everything yeah uh i think the if you were gonna be like i have a split pick right my brother and him so if you yeah. were gonna compare let's say yeah my brother also had a lot of rage, pent up aggression, and had his own style and flavor that he brought to the game that no one had done before him. He's got his own unique style. He's mm. Roger. Everybody's got their own unique thing about them. Um, but he knew he was more, I feel like, approachable and connected with people more. Mm. Um, like HR is the kind of guy who's almost like that demigod kind of thing where it's just like, you're not supposed to talk to this guy. You're supposed to just watch him go nuts and like do his spiritual thing that he's doing yeah. kind of vibe. Yeah. Where like Rogers be like, oh, I'm going to go talk to that dude when this show is done. 
like he was that dude mm. and he would talk to people during you know it was a little more personable and like in that regard so yeah. and there's a lot to being a front person that it's all those things mm. you have to kind of try to encompass all those things which is not easy because for some people one part of it is 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 uncomfortable to them yeah know? i mean i was gonna say that it is was to me i didn't like talking at first right okay <laughs> yeah i mean that's i was gonna say as a sort of compare like in the comparison between these two that you picked here yeah, I watch videos of HR and I go, oh my God, he's back flipping. He's freaking Incredible. out. His vocals One of the are best amazing. Amazing. Period. Forget yeah. about just hardcore. Yeah, yeah, just amazing. Yeah. But then you watch Roger and I mean, I've been, I interviewed Roger a couple of years ago and I was just like, he's one of the best interviews I've ever done. He's so friendly and so articulate and he cares. So he feels like he really fucking cares about yeah, he lives this. It. Yeah, like he's a proper lifer. Like obviously, you know, at this point, no one can doubt that at all. And you go and watch Agnostic Front and you kind of go, he's amazing, but I feel like, probably how you thought, like, did you look at him and go, this is incredible, I reckon I can do that. I wouldn't ever look at HR and go, oh, I could do that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But I would <laughs> I look at Roger mean. and go. Well, I did just because I was like, I never really looked at it like I can do that, but they definitely made me feel that, which obviously is what yeah. led to me doing that ball. But, yeah. but for me, it was like two different perspectives. It was like, that's my brother. Mm. And you know, you always look up to your older siblings like, and he was always like the cool one because he was in a band and like he shaved his head and got tattooed and didn't give a shit. And so, and I was like, hey, I like that attitude. Yeah. And so not that my other siblings are not cool because they're extremely cool and like they're the best. Mm. They, I, I give credit to all of them for helping mold me as a person. But Roger was that rebel guy. And so you look at him first for that, like, and then you watch him play and you look at him from like almost a fan perspective, yeah. like, cause I liked the music as well. And I was like, so it's like a double thing. And I was like, that's cool, man. And I was like, that's not only is that my brother, but that's, he's doing a good job. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't suck. You know, <laughs> he's, he's cool. He's, he's good at what he does, you yeah. know? And then, and then, so that obviously I just tagged along and then, figured out that I can do it too, you know? And Vinny had a lot to do with that as well. Mm. I can't just give credit to my brother because Vinny saw me bopping on the side of the stage and noticed something. And he's almost as responsible for me doing what I do as my brother. He was like, let the kid sing, let, give, give him a mic. Let's see what he's got. Kind of so, like he's bopping his head. He's like, he's feeling the music. There's something going on there. So that's the legend, I mean, of how you started really, isn't it? Yeah. Like getting up doing the, the Agnostic Front yeah. shows. Is a yeah. very, Not to bring very, it to me, but anyway. No, no, that, but, but I think it's something that people will be yeah. like, would, would be interested in your perspective of that as a very, very young kid yeah. getting up. Obviously, both those guys were in the sort of early incarnation of Madball. Yep. Um, like when you first got up, Doing agnostic because I imagine like what year was it? We talking like 88, 87, 88? 83. Oh right, okay, yeah. right back, okay, fine. Um, <laughs> Except, fucking out. No, because the first, first, first time I was probably seven, eight years old, so that would have been like eighty three. Wow. And that was in the in 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 Manhattan, in the city, you know, right in Great Gildersleeves, maybe. Yeah. It was like an old club that a lot of hardcore bands played. A seven, I might have jumped up on stage too, but um, that was the first, first. Wow. And then the stuff that people are more familiar with is like the mid 80s mm. where like people started videoing with VHS. Like, you know, there was more videos circulating and stuff. Not tons, but mm. like 
the later 80s and then that's when Madball pop you know came about so getting up on stage with Agnostic Front who you know became like this fucking yeah. living legend which of no one knew at that time would, yeah. be, would be the case but yeah. yeah that's pretty amazing that's some start yeah it's a good start it's a really good it's start it's a good start yeah it's better than I ever <laughs> did <anyway. laughs> it's a good start it's a good it's a good uh, training ground you know mm. and it was like uh, and it definitely helps it definitely helped us but there's also a misconception like that we were handed the key to the city and like all of a sudden like when we started to be a band like we were gonna just have all kinds of people show up and mm. that's not necessarily the case either I mean yeah. maybe that's not for this interview but yeah there's also that where people think well I mean well, of course, you know, Roger's your brother and they got you started. And so, I'm, of course, you were going to have some level of success in hardcore. But Hoya will tell you that the first show he ever played with Madball with us, we played in front of maybe 15 people in New York City. It's more in to New prove. York, in New York City. It's more to prove, isn't it? Yes. You've got to go, okay, yes. well, then I will prove to you. And hardcore is in a very, very down period in New York at that point. Yeah. AF was actually out of the game. And we decided to come into the game when it was probably the worst time ever to get into hardcore. Yeah. At least in America. Mm. In New York for sure. And we just started coming we started along with other younger bands started building it back up, but man, it wasn't like, "Hey, you're AF's brother. There's a thousand people to play to." Mm. Hell no. No. It was not that at all. Right. We had to pay our dues. But we had the best training from, you know, those guys. Yeah, of like course. a lot of people. Well, let's um, let's bring it from empty clubs to yeah. huge stadiums and arenas, <laughs> because your next pick is Freddie Mercury. Ah, good and I'm going to ask you because if there's one person I think that that sums up the ability to hold a big crowd, like a huge crowd, like tens of hundreds of thousands of people in the palm of their hand, it's Freddie Mercury. I recently saw you guys opening for Corn and Limp Biscuit. I say recently, it was about two years ago now. But I saw you guys opening that show for Corn and Limp Biscuit. Yeah. Playing arenas. The first hardcore band ever to play Wembley Arena. It's fair to say. I think, yeah. yeah. I know Vision of Disorder did a couple of arena shows in about 2000. But in, I don't think they did Wembley Arena, so I think you guys are the first ever hardcore band Wembley. to play Wembley. Yeah, that's, um, that's pretty cool. Which is pretty <laughs> fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, Now, good. how does a normal Madball show, which is, I'm used to seeing you guys, well, here, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm used to seeing you which guys is, here. Which is great. Yeah. We, we, we love it here. Yeah. But um, walking out in front of that many people, a lot of whom I guess don't really know who you are, the spirit of Freddie Mercury. Like, but how do you go about thinking, how the fuck do I command this many people? What kind of different thing has to switch on well, in your mind? Well, that's the hard part. That? At least Freddie Mercury, all those people were there to see him. <laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> yeah. This particular Freddie right here, we're like, who the hell is this dude? Um, yeah, man, it was tough, but it was an incredible experience. Yeah. And honestly, I just pulled from all the years of doing it and that's really uh just from having the training of like i've been doing it so long and also having the good fortune of being able to play festivals yeah uh in europe just for years and 
so it wasn't that crazy to me because I've played massive festivals. Mm. So it was not, I mean, it was crazy in the sense that, oh shit, I'm, in, I'm at Wembley. But it wasn't, the size of the crowd wasn't something that spooked me per se, mm. but the pressure did because to be fair, yes, a lot of these people, people just naturally, oh yeah, they know corn, they know them, no. It's two different worlds, man. Like corn and biscuits, they were like mainstream, uh, whatever genre they they, they they you want to categorize them in. But mm. it certainly wasn't underground hardcore. No. So uh, it's different, and and people really a, a good majority didn't. I mean, there would be handfuls, little groups of people that knew who we were, and I would kind of be like, okay, there's our tribe right there. And I would try to pull from their energy to be like, somebody, there's at least somebody in here that knows who we are you know, that's been to the underworld or something. Yeah. But really, it was a majority that didn't. But I just had to think about, like, why am I here? Why was I given the opportunity? And what do I want people to remember? And it's just like, I, I'm not just representing Madball. I'm representing our whole genre. And that, 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 no pressure, you know? <laughs> and that's, uh, that's how I thought about it every day. And, and, and like, I gave it my all, like I give it my all at a, at a small stage. But to be honest, in a bigger stage, it's easier to have a better show on a bigger, I, I, and I know kids might be bummed out to hear this, but we come from a world of small stages and small clubs, and that's gonna always be the foundation of hardcore and New York hardcore and all that. That's our world. That's where we're most comfortable. Small, crazy, intimate. But you can actually put on a better show on a big stage because you have more room yeah. to move around and do. So there's some elements to that that are good. Mm. The lack of contact with the people, that's where it's kind of a little bit of a bummer. Yeah. The big distance with the, uh, with the barrier and all that. And that, that's obviously not our world but uh at least on a big stage you can kind of breathe and like totally uh let your body go in a way that you can't in a little place because you're just like you just you'll be just be hitting people or the walls or whatever mm. which is fine too sometimes i guess but, yeah 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 so yeah. um I tried my best, man, and, 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 and I think it was positive. I, well, uh, I was going to say. Uh, for the most part, yeah, the reaction. By yeah. the end of the show at Wembley. Yeah. Because I sort of thought to myself, nah, I'm not sure if this is going to work gonna translate. Out. Yeah, I didn't know. Fair I enough. I genuinely didn't know. Fair enough, yeah. I mean, I was like, I, had, I crossed everything and I got there early and I was like, you need to see, get there for Madball. And I got down the front, you know, and I got yeah. my, ready to go. I was like, this is going to be the thing. Like, somebody needs to fucking... Like I know, but but I didn't know. I genuinely didn't know. And I thought the first couple of songs, I was like, I was like, it looks good, it sounds good, it's kind of not really filling up. I'm not sure if people know what's going on. But by the end, yeah, and it looked like it was filled up a bit more, and people, and I was yeah. like, you just can't help it. I just think the thing about you guys, like the thing about Madball, is it's so infectious. The energy is infectious. The so like for those people who have come along and they want to listen to Corn and Limp Biscuit, they want to bounce up and down. They want to bang their head. They want to hear something aggressive and they want to hear something kind of heartfelt and heavy. And yeah. and you give people that. Sure. And you gave people that. And 
I don't know if there were a lot of them there that probably didn't even know it was hardcore. Yeah. They just thought it was some kind of heavy, heavy something. Heavy, and like, he did something crazy. for them. Yeah. And I think which that's is fine. Which is great. Yeah. yeah you know, and like, yeah. I, and, and I think by the end, they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, I kind of, I get it. Now maybe it was a little bit kind of yeah. abrasive to start with. Yeah. Because like, our music is mm, a little more abrasive. A little more than Limp yeah. Biscuit. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I thought by the end, it was great. And it was it was good to see you know it was it was amazing to see a, a hardcore band play in Wembley Arena. Yeah, it was it, 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 it's a big it's one of the bigger accomplishments thus far mm. for us. I mean, some festivals that we've played go on that list as well. Yeah, that thing. Yes, yeah. that, someone's phone. Should we just not our problem. Should, should we just uh, shut it off? <laughs> I don't know. They can call. It. It's not our problem. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately we're in an office here and the phone's yeah. going off in the background but uh um anyway yeah yeah it, it, it was an amazing experience and shout out to fred durst and, and 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 that camp because he's really the guy and my boy big chris who uh actually introduced us and 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 then we got to know each other and then i was offered a tour and, and just based on what he had heard and seen about madball it was just like all very organically put together no labels no promoters no nothing like that it was mm. just mutual friends just yeah. just hanging out and hey that sounds like a good idea and sure it's great to see that kind of scene giving something back to somebody that didn't need to do that it is. you know like there's, you see so many buy-ons on those big yes. tours label mates and all that shit and you see that a lot but that there's didn't. people closer to our scene than those guys those guys are you know there's people you know closer to to our scene that have some level of success that haven't extended that to us mm. or not just us but other yeah bands yeah, yeah. sick of it all whoever yeah so yeah big up yeah big up to good. them for that and it was very came from a very genuine place mm. you know i sat with the guy and hung out and had a drink and ate and it was like multiple times it wasn't just like it, it, he obviously didn't need me to sell tickets <laughs> yeah so it, it was cool. Yeah, it was cool. It was it was gonna go. It's gonna go down as as a as a, a great a great. The whole tour mm. was a great experience, and it also kept us sharp. Performing wise, we were like we have to be on point. We have to sound on point. Our performances have to be on point. Was it on point every single night? Some nights where we probably played better than others, but it kept us sharp. You know, it helped us keep our sword sharpened, you know. It's cool to be in a, a band like you guys, to be in a hardcore band, I think it's cool. And I think it's why kind of what we were talking about earlier about, you know, this scene and how it carries on going, it keeps on giving, it keeps on kind of reaping like great music and great live shows. Is tour like that, you've got to prove yourself again. You know, you oh, yeah. this far down the nobody line. Nobody gives you know? a shit that I've been doing this since I was seven years old yeah. or that I'm Roger Moret's brother because nobody even knows who Roger Moret is either. Mm. So yeah, uh, awesome. it's got nothing to do with any of that. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. but 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 uh, Freddie Mercury. Is yes, Freddie Mercury. We, one, we somehow we <laughs> somehow got off of him, but yeah, he is hands down one of the best frontmen ever to mm. ever do it. His voice, his his range, his ability to hold people. Yeah, his uh, absorption of the vibes in the room and the music and to be able to just like release that onto the people 
the way he had all those people singing, uh, show after show after show. It, 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 I mean, he he's like one of the greatest of all times. He's incredible. Forget yeah. genre, transcends any of that. Mm. It's just like the dude's a monster. Yeah. Dude's a monster. And to be so kind Playing of... Playing the piano, like, yeah. dude's a monster. To be so, as well, to be kind of so outrageously camp in a... Yes. In a, in a, in a, in a sort of very male, especially at that point, very male, very masculine, dominated. Yes. Like, I love that. And I love as well when punk rock came along. Have you seen the clip where he said, like, the Sex Pistols are slagging him off? And he's yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. went up to Simon Ferocious. <laughs> Simon <laughs> Fer and you know what's crazy? So great. As big a fan as I am of, like, Freddie Mercury as a front person and Queen as a band, I haven't seen the movie yet. It's I haven't right. got, well, because I have kids. Yeah. And so Wreck-It Ralph was going to come before seeing uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, if I go to the movies nowadays, it's for my kids. Mm. Not so much for myself anymore. Yeah. But I do want to see it because I it. am a fan. Yeah, I've seen it. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right? It's not. It's, it's all not right. In, it's, a, it's not incredible, amazing yet. Wow. Well, I've heard mixed reviews as it's well. Got yeah. a lot of, it's got a lot of stuff that I, is pretty inaccurate in it. Yeah. Which I go, Which yeah, you know, yeah. I know that they've got a little bit of artistic license. Sure. But I, I was How just far like, are you going to well, go with that license? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. I know that's not true. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. um, But it's cool. The dude playing Freddie Mercury is amazing. I mean, obviously, like, yeah, he mimes all of their songs. But then this is the thing, I think, is like trying to find someone who could sing that. Because yeah. I know, like, Good um, luck. yeah, because I know, like, um, Although I think the film's terrible, Val Kilmer is Jim Morrison in The Doors. I don't know if you've seen that film. Yeah, he, of like, course. Sings that. It's that. fucking amazing. I yeah, think he kills it. Yeah, he's great. I mean, I think the film's awful, yeah, but like, uh, but but him singing those songs is is pretty incredible. But like, no one's ever gonna have no. that vocal range and look like that. Was like, a smart a bet to do that. Yeah, I mean, look, Joaquin Phoenix did a pretty okay job at doing Johnny Cash, mm -hmm. which, my, by the way, Johnny Cash is one of my favorite front people of all time oh, yeah, as well. Right. Um, it just for whatever reason didn't fit into this but he is more of a subdued presence but a presence nonetheless i love his music and i got to see him live did you Fuck. yeah i did yeah wow yeah in, in in the 90s um actually Vinny was with me a few of us went we got all suited up dressed in black and went and saw johnny cash in the city cool. i think radio city somewhere um fantastic I loved like, him. He's great. But, you know, he's a different kind of a front man. You know, he's like sitting there with his guitar, but he tells stories and his voice and his tone. And it's just a different vibe. Mm. Like like uh, Dolores from uh, Cranberries, Rest yeah, in yeah, Peace. Yeah. Um, I saw her as well. Mm. One of the most effortless vocals I've ever seen live. She just effortlessly opened her mouth and like sounded like an angel from heaven. Mm. So she would make a list too. If you you know if, if this list were extended, yeah. there are a lot of people that could make uh, a list for different reasons. But she's more subdued, more like kind of. And and when I think of like this list, I, I think of people who have it all: mm. the energy combined with the voice, combined with the that. Mm. magnetic thing I guess whatever yeah I mean Freddie Mercury is a legit oh my god like, I don't that combination of his heritage his voice his sexuality his 
kind yeah. of love for the sort of bombastic and He's that, a beast. That, like <laughs> it's hard to kind of imagine that there ever has been or will be anyone else like that ever hard again. to imagine very mm. hard to imagine yeah 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 and also just to make a point the influence aspect of all these people is mm. big as a front person they've all been hugely influential to other people or multitude a multitude of people yeah all of them that on their, are on that list yeah of course I mean, you wouldn't have the beyonce's of the world without a tina turner right you know or whatever you know what i'm saying uh the, the hardcore guys that I mentioned, you wouldn't have Lou or me or a lot of other people if it weren't mm. for Roger and HR. Yeah, yeah. Jamie uh, Jaster. Wouldn't there be no Jamie Jaster? Without yeah. Jamie, no, Jamie's obviously like gone on and done this whole amazing career. But I look at Jamie and I go, Jamie Jaster's, all of his cues come from Roger. <laughs> they do. They <laughs> he do. nicked a couple of things. No, yeah. I, I love Jamie. I mean, yeah, I love me Jamie. too. Like, I, love, like, I love yeah, Hatebreed. Yeah, 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 amazing. Yeah, yeah. I love, and yeah. He's yeah, an incredible he's a, front man. He's a great, he's a great yeah. dude. Yeah, he's a cool dude. Yeah, but, we, we, we're, we're actually going to be playing some shows with them in the States oh. coming up. But yeah. No, but, I mean, but point being, mm. the influence aspect of it is big. Mm. It's big. I mean, you made a mark not only in your scene or in your genre, but like you've influenced others that maybe are making a mark now. Mm. So that's a big deal. Yeah, and Freddie Mercury, forget it. He's influenced just about everyone under the sun, male, female, whoever. Um, and so... It's weird with Freddie Mercury, though, because you go, he must have influenced so many people yeah. and he must have turned so many people onto so much music. Sure. But at the same time, I can't think of anyone really that's ever been able to do what he does yeah, they, may not, they may not ever be i don't know yeah. or, or you know there's it's it's just all perspective man yeah, I mean, there's to some people there yeah i mean there's people that can command a crowd i mean mm. even here's one that'll throw you for a loop even like a band like coldplay like chris martin he is a great frontman. Mm. <laughs> now you might not agree well i don't know uh, because it's like over here it's pop and a big deal yeah but i i like that band when i was like running around in the streets being a knucklehead mm. when yellow came out yeah. and everyone was like laughing at me because i was sitting there watching a the video going who's this fucking guy this is great and everybody's <laughs> like what you like this I'm like yeah i love this this is incredible and this was like way back when it dropped before it was cool yeah or huge or massive or pop yeah, yeah. But I've actually seen them live. And it did something for me. I think he commanded a crowd. Now, I can't compare him to Freddie Mercury. I'm not doing that at all. But I'm just saying that, like, it's all perspective. It's all what mm. you like. Mm. It's all what you're into. But there are a lot of great front people yeah. that, that, that have great voices, that can command a crowd, that can really hold the crowd. And so you got to give it to a lot of people. Yeah. You got to give it to a lot of people. I saw Pearl for Jam reasons. for the first time this summer and Eddie Vedder was pinpointing people at the back of the yeah. arena. I was like, that is... Because that's something I feel like you watch that's Freddie Mercury talent. and he goes <laughs> yeah. like... At that Live Aid yeah. show, there's a few times where you can see him almost like yeah. laser in his eyes in on somebody who's sat up in a stool somewhere. Yeah. And you know that that one person went... He's, he's looking at me. He's looking at me. <laughs> yeah. And like Vedder yeah. did that a few times oh, wow. at the, the hotel. He's and see, he's not, that's not my cup of tea per se, but mm. I, I don't knock anybody. If you can like... I give respect to anyone who can like make an impact on 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 people. You yeah. Know? So let's go on to your final choice yeah. now. 
everything we've spoken about, yeah. in every single person that we've spoken about so far, yeah. I think is surmised in your final choice. Yeah. I think this person has got literally, he's a fucking badass. Yeah. He's hardworking. He's the real deal. He's got more energy. He's completely unique. He's got an incredible voice. He's, well, the hardest working man in show business. Yeah, was. You want to say it? Was, yeah. yeah. So yeah. You want, it's James Brown, James obviously. Brown. Incredible. Incredible. The only one who might give Freddie Mercury a run for his money on a good yeah. day. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> really, yeah. if it was depending on the crowd, obviously, but mm. no, James Brown is. Well, I don't know. You think there's a crowd that could with, with withstand James Brown? Well, you know, it's a preference thing. You know, it's like some people may be more partial to like Queen, you know, mm. rather than like James Brown. But I mean, James Brown. I think was one of those dudes that you could put like you you could put him in just in front of just about anyone yeah. and if you're not if you don't have any kind of emotional reaction to what you just saw then there's something really wrong with you. Mm. I watched those I, I saw him live. I was going to ask if yeah. you've ever seen him live actually. I have. So yeah, tell He's me like about 70 that. 70 something. He's like old already. Yeah. Old. Well, not to say old. That's it's not the right proper way to say it cuz what's old? Who defines what's old? But um, he'd, he'd had a, a long career. He's better. Been. He was better as an older man than some of these young people from whatever style of music that think like they're like got all this energy and could do. That dude smoked so many young people in that performance that I saw mm. at the House of Blues in Los Angeles. I was actually there working on another project, and I just was lucky enough that I was in town. And I had a friend at the time who ran House of Blues. Wow. Hardcore kid. Sure. And, and, <laughs> and funny enough. And, um, but he happened to be a manager and said, hey, I think you'd be into this. James Brown's playing tonight. I said, I'm in. Set me up. I'm coming. And then he had me nice little VIP seat up top. Like I got taken care of, which wow. was also a plus. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, man, I'm going to get to see James Brown. This is crazy. And he killed it. He was like dancing, 70, like a, an older man. So like all these people that are like 30s, 40s, even 50s, like complaining about ailments or like, listen, man, James Brown was like 70 something years old, moving his feet, mm. singing his ass off. Like, don't give me that shit. Mm. He was killing it. And he's a beast of a, of, a, of a performer. That dude, Bruno Mars, with all due respect, I don't know, whatever, I'm not really like into his music so much. But again, I don't knock anyone for doing their craft, but that guy would not exist no. if it wasn't for James Brown. He'd complete ripoff of James Brown. Mm. And Michael Jackson, that guy, that, that little name, Michael Jackson, that, you know, yeah. that, that, that artist would not be who he is if it wasn't for James Brown. I tell people that all the time. They're like, Michael Jackson or James Brown? I'm like, James Brown all day. I'm James, like, James Brown's got an edge, isn't he? He doesn't have all the big, massive hits that Michael Jackson had, but where do you think Michael Jackson got that gusto from? Like, I mean, he got it from his own talent. I mean, he's a, yeah, he's yeah. a gifted man. Yeah. But let's, come on, man. Watch Michael Jackson as a kid and look at James Brown. James Brown was already a grown man. Or like, you know, a young man. Michael Jackson was looking at James Brown doing that. No one was doing that before James Brown. It's, mm. There's no Michael Jackson without James Brown. Bruno Mars, pff, 
We get it. And he's another one, James Brown. A lot of the people we've spoken about are kind of um, troubled individuals. Very. I'm, I look at <laughs> craziness. And, and James Brown is a is a legitimate lunatic. And I think like whereas someone like Freddie, maybe Mer not all the things that went on in his personal life were something that we can all vouch for. Yeah, of course, of course. But you know, that's uh, sometimes artists are troubled. Do you know what I mean? And God James knows Brown, I am. yeah, 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 <laughs> or was, rather. <laughs> yeah, My life's all right right now. It's good to hear. And um, James Brown's definitely one of those people. And I think, whereas someone like Freddie Mercury strikes me as a sort of like, you'd go and see Queen and Freddie yeah. Mercury would make you feel good enough to be like, yeah, I want to sing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. James Brown seemed to like bully his audience into going, you are going to dance. Yeah. You are going to move. Well, you are going to do what Same with his own band. <laughs> with his <laughs> you, own band. You, you don't yeah. fuck this, if, you don't, if you don't play this part, am I, can I curse on this? Anyway? Yeah, of course. This, sorry, it, yeah. I figured it was a podcast. Like, mm. But um, yeah, he's, he's, he's a very assertive man. Like he tells his band, like, you mess this up, you're getting fined. Like, that was yeah. the thing. That was yeah. the thing about Finding, him. Finding, like, it, the, the, yeah. that live album where he's, like, going, yeah. $20. Yeah. Like <laughs> Incredible. So good. Incredible. Like finding his band yeah, yeah, yeah. in the middle the of the song on yeah. the stage on the and not missing a beat, probably doing a He took flip it that work. serious. Yeah. He took it that serious. But you can feel everything, all the pain again. It goes mm. back to what I was saying. It's like, that's, I think, the key thing. It doesn't matter the genre or whatever. It's just like, you gotta, it's gotta be believable. Yeah. And it's only believable if there's honest, emotions and pain and love or whatever it is but it's got to come from an honest place that's where you'll get a real deal performance yeah from anyone you know it's a it's a great pick and i, I can't argue with any of the ones you come up with just yeah. to kind of close us up yep as someone who you know i love listening to the mad boy albums but those songs take on, like, I think with, with many bands that I like, they take on a life of their own in the live environment. Yeah. How important is, obviously, being a front man, connecting with people, live music in a live environment, that's something that can't really be recreated. Like, you can listen to a record, but I feel like watching those people doing their thing in person, that's, for me, like... I think and it's actually more and more There's as I get older like as well. It. It's the like most it. important and most integral thing in Agreed. in art. So Agreed. for you, like, um, how's it been being a live performer over these years, watching all these people, all the stuff you've learned? Do you still get the same thrill, the same kind of, you know, exhilaration from being on stage and, and, and doing I that? I think I wouldn't be here if I didn't. Uh, as much as, like, I, I as you... As you progress in life and things change for you, you get a little older and luckily for me, <laughs> a little bit more settled and like stable and like you have a family and like my family's my world. So the downside of all this is having to leave them every time I have to go tour or do mm -hmm. what I do. And it's a big, 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 uh, it, it's, it's a hard, thing to commit to man but it's also something that I've literally been doing since I was a little kid and um, I've invested so much of myself in this uh, and I don't think that I would be able to leave my kids and do, do this for a living if I didn't feel something when I perform live. Yeah. Simple as that. 
Anyone can go and record records and put out music and maybe make a couple of bucks on iTunes or whatever, or not, mm. but, but at least express themselves in that way and get their music out and feel good about releasing something and getting a message out. And that's great. That's a wonderful platform. And, and, and that's, you need to do that so people can uh, find out about who you are and, and connect with you in that way. But then it's like you said, there's nothing like the connection that comes with life. There's nothing like that. It, you can't duplicate it. It, 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 it. I mean, even doing performing live for as long as we've been performing, it's made us better at, with our crap. You know, like Hoy is a much better bass player because of so many live shows that we've played. I yeah. feel like I found a place with my vocals where I feel really comfortable and that only came from performing live and from that didn't come from records from working with this producer or this engineer or this dude or that dude that just came from live performance mm. that came from feeling it and just uh, participating with other people you know in, in, in the music so yeah it's it's, it's Live is, is, is key for everybody. I mean, there's plenty of people out there that make a living off, you know, selling little, uh, selling songs online nowadays, especially uh, gazillion streams and whatever else. And that's great. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I want people to support our music, our whole culture, but yeah, there's nothing like a live performance. If you that. don't go and see hardcore music live, then you're just missing you're you're missing a huge part of what it is. Mm. I absolutely agree. And speaking of which, not only is whoever's on that phone, they really yeah, want they us to fucking answer the phone. Yeah, but but that's, fine. that's fine. Just, but um, what, what are you calling about? Like, what, it's, a, what, it's a pub, mate. It's open. The, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, do you yeah, got any beer? Either, yeah, either yeah, we got beer. Or pub. watch a show, or what are you calling? <laughs> Why are you calling here so much? <laughs> but anyway, you have a show to do. Like, we're we're gonna is we're it, gonna yeah, go. What time is it? Oh, no, right. yeah, you got a couple of hours before, hours, but, but, yeah, but you're on, yeah, you're yeah, on yeah, stage. So yeah. speaking of all that, that yeah. magic of the live, the yeah. live setting, you yeah. actually have to go and do a show. So I'm going to let you go and do that. But um, okay. Freddie, thanks very much for chatting to us and sharing your top five best ever front men. Yeah. It's been uh, it's been fun, man. Thank yeah, you man, very it's much. Been a good time, good conversation, man. Thank you very Thank much you for man. having us. That's my pleasure. Anytime. Yeah. Cheers. Yep. Cheers.